Scott Plumbing and Heating for your service, and I want to say that we're proud to recommend you to others. This is Dan Rapp of Rapp Plumbing and Heating. My crew and I work hard to exceed your expectations on all your plumbing needs. We pride ourselves on top quality workmanship and thank all of our customers for their recommendations. I like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. That's right. You heard it here. If you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Need a plumber? Call Rapp Plumbing and Heating. They'll get back to you, give you a free estimate, and have it done as quickly as possible. Rap Plumbing and Heating, 752-1844. 752-1844. The McTeacher Nights are coming back to McDonald's on Coffee Avenue. That's right, Thursday, March 10th, 5 to 8 p.m. Coming to McDonald's on Coffee Avenue. Have a great meal, and then a portion of the proceeds will benefit Coffeine Elementary School. You'll be served by some of your favorite teachers and administrators and, of course, the great McDonald's team. It's back. McTeacher Night, Thursday, March 10th, 5 to 8 p.m., benefiting Coffeine Elementary School. McTeacher Night will be at the Coffeine Avenue location only. Radio is a great career. Sheridan Media employs a number of people in various capacities, including advertising sales, news, promotions, business administration, and engineering. If you or your organization would like to know if there's a job opening at Sheridan Media, Send your mailing address request to Bob Grammons, General Manager, Sheridan Media, P.O. Box 5086, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. We'll send a notice to your organization or group every time there's a full-time job opening. Sheridan Media is an equal opportunity employer. It's America's most patriotic show, and it's coming your way. It's the All Hands on Deck Show. Classic songs, dances, and laughs that Americans of all ages have loved for more than 60 years. I've heard that song. All Hands on Deck celebrates 1942 and reminds us of a time when our country was united. Broadway veteran Jody Medeiros leads this all-American cast as they treat you to swinging melodies and the rich sounds of the live Hollywood Victory Caravan Orchestra. From roadshow to radio broadcast, you'll enjoy time-honored harmonies, on-air edits, classic commercials, and a musical salute to our men and women in uniform. The All Hands on Deck Show, a musical message for all Americans. Saturday, March 12th, 7.30 p.m. at the Y.O. Theater. Tickets available now at yotheater.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Eliason Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. The freeway is a little dicey this morning. Be careful if you have to travel today. Those plow drivers are out doing everything that they can, but they can only mitigate so much. And joining me this morning to talk about your local Wyoming roadways from the Wyoming Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen. And from the Wyoming Department of Transportation, Senior Public Relations Specialist, Laura Dallas. Good morning. What's up? How are you, sir? <laughs> We're good doing morning. good. Laura's over there having a party. We're yeah, getting her. Yeah, up. <laughs> hey, it's starting. You know, I, I thought it was it was almost time. It's starting to warm up. Everything's looking nice outside. And then, bam, 
You know, this this is what March does to us, isn't it? Oh, man, all the time. All the time. It's, the it, bipolar weather of Wyoming. <laughs> it gives you that little... Schizophrenic. It's all over the place, man. You get a little hope, and then just, you wake up to snow the next day. It's just a taste. <laughs> that whole March is, comes in like a lamb or lion just certainly does hold true up here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we got one day a lamb. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always, as a kid, I guess I just didn't pay that much attention. I always thought, you know, M- March is wet. Especially out there, Star Valley, out on the farm, uh, it, it's just it, that was the weather to put your boots on and and walk around those muddy paths. But I did a show when we were looking at snowpack, and in my research, I actually found out that March is our snow month, and and traditionally it's our snow month. This is where we get the majority of the snow up in the mountains, which mm-hmm. kind of blew my mind. You know, I thought, well, spring's right around the corner. Eh, not really. Old Man Winter's going to remind you he he's still here. So as we get ready to jump onto these roadways, what should we keep in mind? Uh, we're not out of the forest yet. No, absolutely not. And, and with this snow that we get this time of year, because w- weather is going to be a little warmer, we're not going to hit frigid, frigid cold temperatures, except for this week. So <laughs> yeah. mean, outside of this week, normally <laughs> March is a little bit warmer. But uh, so it's going to be heavier snow, more moisture in the snow. So that absolutely creates that little wet film on the bottom. Um, just this last weekend, right? We had a little bit of rain, a little bit of mist, a little bit of moisture, and then the snow fell. And it was like a skating rink. We went to Gillette to go watch my daughter's dance team dance. Yeah, from Sheridan to Gillette at 7 o'clock in the morning, it was a sheet of ice. So we had that nice nice film on the bottom that made it very slick. So I think that you're going to see that's going to be a continued trend here this time of year. I mean, that's what we see. We see that that little bit of moisture, is the especially if the storms are coming in in the afternoon. It's going to be a little warmer, so it's going to be real wet, and then it'll freeze that night and just make those roads miserable. And you you get up in the morning, and it's not that cold, so you think, oh, today's going to be a great day. Jump on the road. No problem. I got time. I got time. I tell myself that all the time. I've got time. But the fact of the matter is you don't. You should be leaving a little early because those roads are probably a lot worse than what you think they are. Yeah, in June. You can say you've got time in June. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, June. Maybe July. (laughs) But uh, so you've been out there this morning. Uh, Where are the ugly spots in the road right now? So between towns, we still have a little fog. Um, So visibility is a little rough between towns um, going up over Piney Creek area. That's really kind of the worst of it um, is right around in there. We've got the driving lane up to the state line and back isn't too bad. Um, passing lane, you're going to have some spots as the plows are out there still cleaning stuff up, knocking snow off the road. So the passing lane, just pay attention, be aware of that, that there could be spots where you run into a little bit of snow. Um, but the fog really is what's causing the worst, and that's just hard to see, right? So you don't yeah. know what you're coming up on. Um, there's, it's spotty as far as the slick goes between towns, um, but when you can't see that next slick spot coming because the fog's so thick, just take it slow. And one of your stories uh, was just like that. You're cruising down the freeway, and you came up over a, a little hill, and there it was, just oh, a man. sheet of ice. Man, yep, that one I'll never forget. I stopped a guy that was hustling, hustling down the road um, outside of Rock Springs, coming towards Rock Springs, and um, got him. And the whole time I'm catching up to him, I'm like, man, I hope I catch him before he drops off this hill because I knew what the roads were like as soon as he crested that hill and got him shut down just in time. Man, uh, back in the old Impala days, she didn't go near as fast as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So it took a little bit to get caught up to somebody. And so, yeah, I mean, that's it's spooky when, you, when you're dealing with that. And yeah. So always pay attention to that. Always be aware of that because you never know what is going to be up over that hill crest. And anyone who's covered a lot of ground here in Wyoming probably has experienced something very similar. I myself have, uh, cruising along, thinking that I'm clipping pretty good. Oh, this section of freeway looks great. And then, bam, uh, it seemingly just instantly appears in front of you mm-hmm. and uh it's that way for the next 10 20 miles or or vice versa sometimes you could drive out of that it's just strange how certain sections seem to be doing all right and uh, other ones are pretty nasty now plow drivers were out pretty early this morning they're out there quite often uh getting the job done laura what should people think about when they're driving up on a plow uh i i do all winter long um sometimes i think you know what safest place in the world is right behind this gentleman and so i try to put some distance Mm -hmm. between me and them but uh, what kind of distance should we uh keep between us and have the plow drivers said that people are crowding them this year yeah, definitely. Some of our guys are reporting that the the traffic is getting a little close, a little, you know, a little too close for comfort, especially when they're getting in that hammer lane and trying to pass them. It's just and the plows are, you know, kicking up that snow dust and that cloud and so um they are reporting a little bit of that. I think for the most part our district's been pretty lucky. We've only had one reported plow strike. So that's promising. That doesn't mean that we just jinxed ourselves. Hopefully not. But I'm anyway, knocking on wood right yeah, now. There we're we go. Knocking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, as far as the distance, I think the recommended is just three to four car lengths behind the plow, um, you know, primarily because you're going to avoid that snow cloud. You're going to avoid the sand um, flying back onto your windshield in the front of your vehicle and that um, damage to the plow. So, And it gives you visibility. You can see what's ahead of you and... Um, you know, it's only temporary. These plows are only on 20 to 30 mile sections of highway, and then they're going to be getting off and turning around and go the other direction. So it's not like it's going to be the next 100 miles of your journey is going to be behind a snowplow. Right. So keep that in mind. It's not forever. <laughs> it's just a short period of time. Um, on the interstate, they're going to be jumping off sometimes on those interchanges, on those off ramps, and clearing the off ramp and then getting back on. So that gives you an opportunity, too, to get past them because they're going to be leaving the the road for you as well so just the number one thing is just you know be patient and be respectful of what they're trying to do for you they're there to make your travel safer and more efficient and so respecting that is just really important absolutely and yeah. and they're not out there to hurt anybody either i mean no. that's got to be terrifying you're just out there doing your job and all of a sudden a bunch of little bee cars come swarming around you yeah. i wouldn't feel comfortable with that i know that one thing that the guys tell me is that their biggest just scratches their head on the, you know, and I know that the lieutenant and the other troopers also question this too, is like people who do not drive with their headlights on when there's limited visibility. Yeah, I don't understand They are that. blind, they are invisible, and especially if you're a white vehicle in a whiteout, when it's snowing, you're pretty much a ghost out there. So, and I noticed that I was down in the Laramie area this weekend and they got a ton of snow and the number of people that did not have their headlights on, I'm just like, you guys are fools. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> totally. So the I know the operators are really like, you know, if there's a way you could tell people to turn their headlights on in these modern day vehicles, that's an automatic thing. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah. So, you know, use it. Make yourself visible as much as you possibly can. Even in the middle of summer when it's 105 degrees outside, make sure your headlights are on. Just for visibility. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been in that situation where I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, he's just going too dang slow for me. i got to get around him. And then that blade hits the road. 
and you are blind, mm -hmm. uh, just blind. And so you just kind of cross your fingers, <laughs> you know, pray to whatever you pray to and, and hit the gas and hope that you get past them. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we've all been there where we're just absolutely snow blind. Oh, yeah. I and, call it my days of thunder moment. <laughs> exactly, shoot, yeah. Shooting the gap. I remember that. That's great. That is great. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to start doing that. There Here we go. go. Days of thunder. Days yep. of thunder. Just there do it. <laughs> and uh, uh, maybe this is above all of our pay grade, but I got a question for you, something that uh, my wife was very curious about. Why don't we use salt on our freeways? Why do we use the the sand instead? Does anybody know? Well, so it's there actually is, um, is a, a liquid so that it's a liquid that's in it. Um, it's a brine that they use um, that they're mixing with. That's a um, magnesium chloride. Okay, that's mixed in with the sand, so you don't see the salt crystals. Um, but a, a great way to tell people that you know, are we putting stuff on the road? is look at how many birds are out on the road trying to eat stuff. Look at how many critters. If you go, one of my favorite things to do this time of year, um, so nobody steal this from me, but <laughs> if, you drive over, if you drive over 14 and you drop down into Shell, um, early in the morning, especially if it's snowed and they've gone through and sanded and salted the area, the bighorn sheep, so the bighorn sheep will come down to the road, and wow. I have numerous times taken pictures of the sheep close to the road, um, some really nice rams that are close to the road because they're licking that yeah. salt yeah. liquid off of the road. So we do put it down. You just don't see it as a salt crystal. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and they add that liquid um, brine to the sand to give it some stickability. Yep. So when they throw that down, then it gives that sand some weight and it allows it to sit on that on the surface. And then that mag chloride is able to do its magic. That is fascinating. And now I know. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know about the, the Hoback Junction. Oh, yeah. Okay, the bighorn sheep that come down yep. off of there. Now I know why they come down mm -hmm. to the road. Yep. Uh, one winter I went up to Jackson Hole to, to get some business done, and I was driving back to Rock Springs, and so I took that turn. And, man, the biggest ram I have seen ever. Uh, and I've seen some big rams in, in captivity, mm -hmm. but this guy, he shrunk them all. Wow. Mm -hmm. And he was standing right there watching his little herd. Mm -hmm. And so I pulled off to the side of the road. I was just in a little Grand Prix, started taking some uh, some photos, and he was looking at me. And I thought, you know what? He could dent this car <laughs> up. so Because I'll, I'll bet you, Eric, I probably wasn't 20 feet, 20 feet wow. away from this guy. And wow. he's just staring at me, and I thought, all it would take. Just a second, one second, and he's got this door, yep. and it, and I'm owned. So I was like, you know what? All right. I respectfully gave him a wave and drove away from his herd because, yeah, that that would destroy a car. Now, uh, do plow drivers strike? I just heard this lately. Oh, like go on strike? Yeah. Refuse to work? Yeah. Do well, they do that often or – We've not, in my knowledge, we've never done that. Never, so they've no. never, they've never struck mm -hmm. at all. Okay, that's good no. to hear. Now, uh, the don't people. Give them any ideas? Yeah. <laughs> please yeah. Don't. Please. Yeah. Can we retract that? <laughs> yeah, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll strike that one from the record. So the people's convoy did come through here last week. How did that go? Uh, man, it was it was a very safe event, and that's what our whole hope was. Our whole when when we heard about this coming through. Um, that was the goal, was just to make sure that they make it through safely and that people that want to come out and show their support of it can do so safely. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. And so we were very, very happy to see that. Um, and, you know, it's it's an opportunity for people to exercise their constitutional rights. 
um, and they did so within the bounds of traffic law and laws to just make sure that people are doing things safely, and everybody did that, and so it was it was fantastic. I was very happy to see how well everything turned out. You know, I will say, uh, if you're out there doing anything like that, make sure that you're staying off on the side of the road. Uh, I almost ended up hitting a woman on the on-ramp over here. Oh, no. Yeah, as she was going out to try and uh, get her better view. So make sure that uh, you're paying attention. If you step past that white line, uh, we don't need an accident. So did you see many trucks participating in this thing? So not a whole lot of trucks. I think we counted... Um, right around 10 trucks, 47 vehicles total came through Sheridan um, that were in support of the the convoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that it has grown as it's traveled and continued traveling east. Yeah. Um, but what we saw coming through here were 47, which were obviously very um, lower numbers than what we initially anticipated, what we initially had heard. Um, but the 47 that came through did so um, and made it to Gillette, got a lunch in Gillette, and then continued on. Now, they are uh, outside of Washington, D.C. now doing circles. They haven't gotten into the city yet. Uh, you know, growing up as a child, I always – my dad was a trucker, so laws may have changed because mm-hmm. uh, he was a trucker, you know, early 70s. So, Like C.W. McCall's. <laughs> like, we're, we're talking the old days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and he owned two trucks back in the day, but there was always – the belief that there was a law against convoying, that a truck couldn't get behind another truck. And I'm not saying that that's something that is illegal, but so many of them can be. Is that true? So not not in the state of Wyoming. We don't have anything in the state of Wyoming that show that, that say that you can't have that. We have following distance rules. Um, and then what our port of entry does is our port of entry, if we have um, a lot of oversized loads so we talked to the harvesters in the fall early fall when the harvester trucks are coming through Um, we ask them to space themselves out a little bit further and what that allows our port people to do is to get their um, uh, oversized load permits and stuff knocked out before they get the next truck in so we don't have seven eight trucks stacked up trying to come across the scales and and do that so um, as far as that goes, though, yeah, there's there's nothing that says that you can't um, do that. Just make sure that you're following at a safe distance. I know – I remember when I was a kid, uh, my dad was telling me about you'd see different pickups or cars that were sucked right up behind the back of a semi. Saving gas. And, yep, yeah. saving gas. Yeah, drafting. What, drafting off yep. the back of a yeah. semi to yep. save gas. And I remember my dad taught me about that when I was a little kid. I was like, man, that just seemed really, really close. Even as a kid, I was like, that doesn't look safe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. but Every once in a while, it. you'll still see an old-timer doing that out on the freeway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, now, we you may – I, <laughs> I was going to say, that's usually the time that you stop and say, hey, how you doing today, yeah. right? Yeah. Just want to have a conversation. <laughs> All right. When we return, we're going to continue with the Wyoming Highway Patrol and the Department of Transportation. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan.
Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's perfect sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. If you are a motivated individual in search of a satisfying career and positive team culture, then keep listening. First Federal Bank and Trust is hiring a loan servicing operations team member. Competitive pay and outstanding benefits are just some of the reasons you'll love your career with us. Visit efirstfederal.bank slash careers or our Facebook page for information on how to apply. First Federal Bank and Trust is an equal opportunity employer. Would you like to access your health information 24-7 on your phone or computer? Sheridan Memorial Hospital's patient portal, MySheridanHealth, is the answer. You can see your COVID-19 test results, look at your most recent labs, and even attend a video appointment with your physician in the comfort of your home or office. Find out how you can sign up by going to SheridanHospital.org and clicking on My Sheridan Health at the top of the page. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors, where we understand everybody's situation is different. We recently had a customer that needed to keep his ranch truck, not traded in. What he needed was a car for town. After visiting with him, we discovered that what he did have was an extra stock trailer. We were able to take that trailer in as a trade-in and got him a nice economy car that was good on gas and easy to park downtown. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. Changes are a part of life, and with those changes come new and exciting things. Novus Autoglass in downtown Sheridan is changing. In ownership, that is. This is Jim Wolf. Cindy and I are the new owners of Novus Autoglass. I guarantee you one thing that won't be changing is our service, quality, and workmanship. Novus Autoglass now under new ownership at 347 North Main Street in Sheridan. Looking to make extra cash and sell your unwanted items? Go to sharedmedia.com. Post your items for free or choose from our menu of options. You can have your items posted in the Country Bounty, read on Swap Shop, or listed on the front page of sharedmedia.com. Go to the classified section on sharedmedia.com. Let's get your items sold and turned into cash. If you're a business owner, you can post your employment opportunities. It's all right there. Classified section, sharedmedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. This morning I am joined by Wyoming Highway Patrol Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen and from the Wyoming Department of Transportation, Senior Public Relations Specialist Laura Dallas. Now, uh, we were talking over break. Uh, My guy Trevor had a, a rough weekend. Uh, driving back. It was a little hairy for him. He told us a pretty scary story about a snow plume and somebody just deciding to come to a stop on the freeway when they hit that snow plume. Uh, That can be a scary situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, You lose visibility right now. Uh, What are your thoughts, LT? Yeah, so I get get what happened there. I picture, when I see that, I picture my 15-year-old daughter two years from now coming yeah. into that, right? I mean, that's what that's the person that I'm seeing. Who knows who that was? But 
they yeah they're they see a dry open spot and they're like okay now I can pass this plow truck um, finally have an open area that I can get past it because the plows are moving slow as they're moving the snow right so they see this spot and they're like okay now I can go what they don't see is the drift that that plow is about ready to hit so as they're coming up in it boom they hit that drift and it throws snow everywhere and that person panicked and just stomped on their brakes and thank goodness that Trevor and his wife were safe. And that everybody was able to avoid that car that slammed on their brakes. But, man, if you're going to commit to passing a plow, you're committed. And yeah. I just want you guys to please understand that. Because when you do stuff like that, the chain reaction that that can have behind you by slamming on your brakes because you went to can be absolutely devastating and cause a lot of problems. A lot of problems, injury, and even death. So so please, if you're going to do that, let's not. Um, and... Uh, as we were, I'll just continue in it too. As we were talking to Trevor too, and he brought up the fact of the pickup doing 15 miles an hour yeah. driving down the road. Um, I just want to stress to everybody too: um, you don't have to go. Like, if the weather is bad, please understand that that you don't have to go. I'll support you in that decision, that argument with your loved one, with your spouse, with your work, with your coworkers, whatever. If you have to go, then go, please, and take your time and be very safe in doing it. But if you don't have to, and you can make arrangements and Man, you can do so much on a phone, on a laptop, on a computer anymore that if you don't have to be there because the roads are unsafe for you to travel on. Now, what I would look at as unsafe being somebody that has been on bad roads for 15 years of my career um, versus what my wife would say are bad roads are probably going to be different because of our own personal experiences, right? So where I would say, no, I'm good, I can go, my wife might look at that and go, there's no way I'm going on that. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, I want people to understand that. Please drive at your own ability and don't push it. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 you know, one thing, don't give people a hard time if they don't want to go. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. I've, you know, we, here in Wyoming, we tend to take that with a sense of pride, right? And we do. Oh, yeah. We look around and we're like, I drive that. That's no concern to me. Cowboy up. I can do it. Yeah, that they don't know snow. You know, we've all been there, and we've all heard it. So I would say, don't if uh, if you've got a niece, nephew, son, daughter, wife, husband, they don't want to go. Don't bully them into going. Uh, you know, everybody's skill is different. This is one of those things. It's like uh, shooting. Everyone does it different, uh, and some are better than others. Yeah. Now, Laura, you guys had a bit of a job fair. We how, did. How did that go? Did you get a lot of people up there? Oh, gosh. We were so pleased with our outcome. You know, we were kind of just like, well, we're going to give this a try. We thought, oh, we'll be lucky if we get two people. We had 11 people show up. Oh, that's good. You're great. And we had eight of those 11 people actually applied. Wow. And three of those people are going to be starting work for us in the next, oh, fantastic. The next round. So Ooh. we're really excited. It turned out amazing. We met some really neat, neat people. Very enthusiastic people that actually want to work, so shout out to them for that. And, um, yeah, it just really turned out great. So um, our workforce is starting to look little heels now in the Sheridan crew, so that's promising because we got a lot of work in the spring to get done. Um, but then as we gain people in Sheridan, we're losing five or six people in Gillette due oh, to wow. various reasons. So. We're going to be looking at probably doing a job fair in the Gillette area, so many um, Gillette listeners be on the watch out for that. There so, but it's just we found that it was just a really good opportunity to introduce people to what we did and what we do, and they kind of you know applied for a job, getting an idea of like, oh, okay, well, 
I didn't know that, or, oh, I could do that, or, oh, that sounds like fun, or whatever. So yeah. it eliminated a lot of apprehension about what even working for YDOT was. Everyone got to meet our foreman, our crew leaders, and who are all just great guys. Yeah, Tom Anderson. Oh, whoop, whoop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all of you. That had <laughs> no. Tom, I love you, buddy. Yeah. He's, so, uh, yeah, it was a really, it was a great success. So we uh, shared it down with executive staff down in Cheyenne, and they just were really pleased with the outcome and are encouraging the other districts to do the same. So Fantastic. Now, Blazers. Yeah, who? There's still some open positions. If, a few, yeah, yeah. But we're we're filling up pretty good, like one or two maybe on the cruise. So. Oh, fantastic! That's yeah. a great to hear because, yeah. uh, gosh, last time uh, you and I talked mm-hmm. before the phone interview, uh, we were looking kind of sparse there, working on a skeleton crew. Yeah, our striping crews, our r- rural and urban. Who? Those are two hard words. Um, they were just one person. And our guardrail was one person, and so we're back up to um, almost full staff on three of those three teams. So oh, that that's promising. So yeah, we're gonna. I know if you're driving down, we got a lot of guardrail down, so we need to get those guys out there and get some re- repairs done. Now, uh, if if somebody did want to apply, how could they do that? So the best way to do it is go to the state of Wyoming jobs. Just Google state of Wyoming jobs, and it'll take you to the state of Wyoming A um, and I page. And administration and information, is that what it stands for? Yes. <coughs> um, you can just plug in YDOT jobs or you can go to the YDOT website. And I believe there's a little icon on the side that says work for YDOT. And that'll um, push you through to the open vacancies. And then just you got to go create a profile with the state of Wyoming if you don't have one already. Um, find the job you want to apply for, create that profile and apply. And it's pretty simple. It's a great career, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, highway work is good work. Now, I wanted to talk to you about the projects, but we've run out of time today. I'm going to have you back. Yes, uh, please. we got soon. a lot of them. There's a lot of projects we got to talk about. But I want to thank you both for taking the time, coming in and talking to us this morning, uh, helping to keep us safe and helping to keep us employed. Thank you. All right. Okay. Now, when we return, we will speak with Wild Play. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Parker Millinger provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all your financial basis and making informed decisions. Contact us today at Harker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Logan, it's 2022 and I'm an eager beaver to buy a house, but I can't find anything. Don't worry, Craig. I've got good news that'll put you over the moon. What's that? The real estate forecast for 2022 expects listings to rise just like last year. That makes me smile from ear to ear, but prices are so high. With interest rates this low, it might be much more affordable than you think to buy a higher priced home. All this good news makes me feel like a dog with two tails. If you're in the market for a new home, call the best real estate team at 675-BEST or visit us at bestwy.net. Brokered by EX. Here's what people are saying about wrap plumbing and heating in Sheridan. Very professional, friendly, and fast. Wrap plumbing and heating did a great job within our budget. We appreciated their fast callback time, and they left no mess behind. Thank you, Wrap Plumbing and Heating, for your service, and I want to say that we're proud to recommend you to others. This is Dan Rapp of Wrap Plumbing and Heating. 
My crew and I work hard to exceed your expectations on all your plumbing needs. We pride ourselves on top quality workmanship and thank all of our customers for their recommendations. I like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. That's right. You heard it here. If you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Need a plumber? Call Rap Plumbing and Heating. They'll get back to you, give you a free estimate, and have it done as quickly as possible. Rap Plumbing and Heating, 752-1844. Dreaming of green grass, sunny days, and long drives down the fairway? Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2022 season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted passes now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone and the grass will be greening up before you know it. Don't miss out. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. It's Meadow Marsha, Captain Quinn, and did you know we clean dryer vents? It's convenient and affordable and protects me and my brothers and sisters from danger. We clean a ton of laundry at our house, and cleaning the lint trap is only one step in removing lint buildup, a leading cause of house fires in the U.S. Call Captain Clean today to schedule your dryer vent cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726 in downtown Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. I am joined now by YL Play lead teaching artist, Grace Cannon. Good morning, Grace. Good morning. Go ahead and pull that mic just a little bit closer. Yeah, Alrighty. it's uh, they're high-powered mics, but you got to be talking right down the pipe on these <laughs> okay. things. Now, for those who don't know, and I was going to write up a big explanation, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to let Grace do it. Can you tell us what Wild Play is? Absolutely. So Wild Play is the umbrella with the Wild Performing Arts and Education Center uh, that covers all of our arts education programming. So we have um, a high school program, a middle school program, an elementary age program, and we're in the process of growing that to all ages um, specifically in the theater arts, but in general, performing arts programming. Now, when was this founded? We It was founded in September of 2020 is when we really first started piloting programs. And so we were doing some of our programs at a like smaller level last year. And then coming into this year, we really ramped up to be uh, fully functional and growing into more programs. And you and I were talking uh, during the break it's amazing how popular this really is right now. Like people yeah. are loving it. I'm I'm, I'm really happy that yeah. it is, but I'm a little I'm a little taken aback that so many kids and uh, not just kids, right, but seniors too are yeah. just jumping right in and doing some wild play. Absolutely, it's been really awesome to watch uh, the pilots uh, in many ways be very successful, and then also we're building on, especially with the children's musical in the springtime, which was. Um, the Tanda Productions musical for 25 years. Um, we're building on a great legacy, too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, you founded this organization, did you not? Yeah, so I came on board. It's really the Wyo Performing Arts and Education is the entity that's running Wyo Play. It's just a part of that. Um, but I was brought on board at the Wyo to head it up. So Now, you and your students, you guys have been pretty hard at work. Can you tell me about the upcoming middle school drama club with school district number one, 
they're going to have a performance of Uncle Shelby's poem play. I love the idea of this. <laughs> Shel Silverstein yeah. is a huge part of my childhood. Uh-huh. Uh, tell me about it. Absolutely. So we have been rehearsing and really honestly creating this show just for the last six weeks. And so I've been traveling to Bighorn two days a week and then traveling out to Tongue River two days a week to the middle schools and uh, creating this one play. And this week they come together and put on one play made out of poems by Shel Silverstein. And it's a really fun show. Um, It's maximum creativity. The students have really had the agency in blocking and staging each poem that they're a part of. Um, But then there's also a script that sort of weaves these poems together. How cool is that? Now, how long have the kids been working on this? Would you say how long have they been, like, getting up on the stage and practicing performing? Yeah, well, I started rehearsals uh, just six weeks ago with these students. So it was really the end of January when I was having auditions and getting students in these schools to come and express interest in being a part of the drama club, which was just going to run for a short time. And since then, that's we really started on our feet, actually. So I have used a method called devising theater. Um, so we didn't start with a script, although we did have um, the text from Shel Silverstein's poems as a place to start. But we were always on our feet uh, practicing that. So we, yeah. we weren't all we weren't sitting around very much. So how did how did this all develop? So who sat down and decided we're going to use this poem, this poem, and this poem, and it can all be written together well i think you know i did a lot of that so i knew that with this program that we designed and we started it last year and we just did it with tongue river middle school students and this year it's at full capacity so we're doing it with both bighorn and tongue river and bringing them together um i always wanted to create an original show with these middle school students in this program and this year i thought gosh i think shell silverstein poems could be a really awesome place to start with creating fun, original uh, pieces with young people. And so then I picked out some poems I thought would work well. And, you know, they didn't like all of the ones I brought. So they also <laughs> yeah. they also had the ability to pick, you know, which ones they were excited Kids about. Kids are so fickle. I know, yeah. <laughs> they have opinions. So. <laughs> now, uh, so the idea of, you know, we're not all going to rehearse together, mm-hmm. but we're all going to put the play on together. Mm-hmm. When did that hit you, and and what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's an idea that I've had for a long time, and this is the first time where we're really putting it into action. So it's a grand experiment, and we're right in the middle of seeing, uh, you know, just all the exact challenges and opportunities of that. Um, But I just thought it would be cool. I grew up going to Bighorn, um, and so I know District 1, at least, you know, from my experience there in elementary and middle school, And I just thought it would be cool in this district, which has these two schools that are pretty far away from each other and have sort of a known rivalry in some ways to have arts be a part of bridging that distance a little bit. How cool is that? So you're drawing from your own experience from middle school. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Bridging a gap. That is absolutely amazing. So how exactly is that going to work? So the kids are practicing at, at their independent schools. Yeah. And then for only one night? Or yeah, it, it's one only one night. They're going to come in mm-hmm. and just and do it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. So we have a couple of rehearsals this week where they get to come together and, okay, and okay. get to be in the same room for more than just the performance. 
which is crucial because you really have to have <laughs> you're waiting on that cue right <laughs> yeah, to really practice it for real but that's the benefit of devising an original piece of theater it's sort of improv based in many ways it's also just really playful so they and they created it so they know what they want it to be and so sometimes you know if we have somebody who's sick they are often just you know filling in for each other and jumping up and being you know filling that spot that needs somebody and so uh, that's worked well with like, okay, and here is where the, you know, the other Tongue River group comes in, you know, if I'm working with Bighorn and um, and they practice all their parts and they just know that there's this other piece that's going to come in. And I do the reverse when I'm at the other school. So it's an experiment. <laughs> it's uh, it's a little wacky, but I think it's going to work. And, and they've been really game for trying it. So. And I love that, you know, a little wacky, an mm-hmm. experiment. How very Silverstein. Yes, Is right. that right? Exactly. Yeah. It all just kind of ties it. You got a theme going. Right. Now, <laughs> you talked about challenges. Um, you know, middle school, such mm-hmm. a tough time for a kid. Yeah. Um, did you get a lot of interest or did you kind of have to work at it a little bit? There's actually a lot of interest, Um, and so middle school is a fascinating time. It's a big transition um, in life, Uh, but there was a lot of excitement about it, and then it just kind of comes down to logistics, you know. So I've got two nice-sized groups at these schools. What's great about it is that it isn't so large it's overwhelming. I have to figure out how to get, you know. Transportation and things like that. Right. Or how to put 30 kids on stage and try to have equal parts or something. So it's not so large that I I don't know how to put them on stage, but but also it's not, you know, one person. So small, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So it's been great. There's been a lot of interest and the the folks, um, you know, sometimes just logistics are hard. Um, and so I want it, I want everyone to be in it. And then sometimes, you know, things, life comes up. So right. not everybody makes it all the way to the end. But Now, how can we see this? So it is one performance. It's on Friday, March 11th, just coming up this week. It's at 6 p.m., so it's an early show time. Um, the show will be roughly about an hour long. It's kind of meant to be a short show. And so the there aren't tickets in advance that you can reserve, but you can come and it's a suggested donation per ticket, ten dollar cash donation. Uh, we're just inviting people to offer that if they can. But in any case, come on in and enjoy the show. Where are those donations going towards um, YO Play exactly. funding you guys? They support the YO Play programming. Okay. Support. Specifically, okay. it helps the middle school program continue on into years in the future. Hopefully, this uh, this is just the first of uh, years to come. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> and go see the grand experiment. <laughs> 311. Uh, now, uh, how are the creative aging classes in storytelling and dance? That's a mouthful. Yeah, I know. How are they going? Quite though? a lot. Uh, they're going great. So we, uh, the full program ha- is eight weeks, and so we've just got about three weeks left in the storytelling and the dance classes, which are running at the same time. Um, so I'm teaching the storytelling class at the Hub. Stephanie Koltiska is teaching the dance class housed at the Wyo Performing Arts and Education Center. And then we're going to have a culminating event at the very end, um, at the end of March, uh, that's kind of a performance just to showcase uh, what we've been working on in our classes. So that'll be on March 24th at the Hub at 1 p.m. And that's open to the public if people want to come check it out. Um, it's been fantastic. You know, I can speak from my experience leading the storytelling class. I have this wonderful, committed group of about 10 people who are are just ready to share and learn and uh it's been 
lovely. <laughs> yeah. <been> really great. <laughs> and I mean, I did. I think these folks are, are very lucky. They've got you teaching storytelling. They've got Stephanie, fantastic yeah. dancer, teaching the dancing side. Absolutely. So tell me, uh, in that storytelling, what are we learning? Are, are you teaching me how to tell a story? Are you teaching me how to keep it grounded or, yeah. or structured? I mean, what are we learning there? The approach that I've taken, I mean, it's something like storytelling. You could sort of come at that from a lot of different angles. But the approach that I've been taking has been based on um, you know, have you ever heard of a story slam? There are these sort of like story hour. Um, you can find them on uh, the radio or on podcasts like the Moth Story Hour is an example. Um, but when I lived in Chicago, they were really popular live events as well. You could go uh, to a bar or a performance venue and people get up and have, you know, between five and ten minutes to share a story a personal from their personal life. And um, so I'm taking that as the storytelling, you know, that's the form that it's taking. So yeah. we've walked through uh, the process of writing a personal narrative. Um, and so there's a little bit of writing involved, although I've encouraged them because it's aiming towards a performance, not to get too attached to the page, but just to use it to structure their stories that are supposed to be about five minutes long. And um, and then now the second half of the class is sort of moving into the performance piece. So it's like first crafting the narrative and then second getting up and presenting it. So we talk about the skills involved and structure, story structure involved with that as well. Is there is there a lot of attention on dialogue in the way that you deliver it? Because, I mean, you know, hey, some people are not Sam Elliott. Yeah. I can't sit up there and really <laughs> knock something out. You know, it sound all mysterious and great. Yeah. But do you work on that, like how to uh, – uh, you know, voice something correctly or you see what I'm saying? A little bit. Yeah. You it's know, a little confusing when I think about it, but yeah, no, I think I know what you mean. And I think, you know, these classes, ultimately this program that we've been running, these are just hour long classes. So actually, you know, they're a little too short and we don't have as much time to do some of that more like rigorous inflection. About, and, yeah. like, let's go in on, you know, um, really specific performance notes. Um, but we have been talking about all those, you know, like a broad swath of techniques and skills that what's awesome to work with people who are, you know, adults, right, is that they have life experience. And so they, you know, I'm, I'm offering as much structure as much as they're bringing their talents and skills already. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of sort of like discussion and talking about those things. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll get to practice some of that. Um, but ultimately it's also kind of, you know, they're willing to do a little bit of work outside of class. And so they get to do that and practice with the, each other and themselves at home too. I bet you've heard some really cool stories. Yeah. Huh? Oh, they're going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Really uh, yeah. There's a lot of life experiences <laughs> around here. Yeah. And you know, I, I've, I've heard stories of just, uh, you know, like a prairie woman talking about what she did mm -hmm. in the course of a day, read from a journal, yeah. but yeah. it's still a story. And, yeah. and, it stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And all it was was just this woman's journal talking about her daily routine, yeah. but the delivery of it and the passion within it yeah. made such a common thing very beautiful. Absolutely. And uh, and, and so I look forward to the storytelling, and, and I look forward to the dance, too. Have you yeah. popped in? Have you taken a peek? How are they doing? You know, the class runs at the exact same time, and so I haven't been able to be in on any of those classes, but I've just heard awesome things coming out of it that it's really rewarding all the way around. So Now, uh, one more time, when, can, when and where can we see this one? Absolutely. So that um, showcase for the Creative Aging Storytelling and Dance classes is on March 24th. It's a Thursday. 1 p.m., so that's right after the lunch hour at the Hub on Smith.
And just out of curiosity, one more time. Yeah. Uh, how how were you surprised at the interest that you got in this? A little bit, pleasantly surprised. You never know. It's a brand new thing, and and we've been able to do this creative aging uh, class because of support from a grant from the Wyoming Arts Council. And we thought, gosh, I hope we get a handful of people. But we had an awesome turnout of people who were ready to jump in and try it. That is so cool. Yeah. People willing to take, you know, take the chance and do something new. Absolutely. Because even, you know, I'm not I'm not too old yet. But, uh, <laughs> you know, getting butterflies thinking about oh, yeah. reading like one of my personal stories in right. front of people. So I could only imagine. Yeah, it's vulnerable. It's risk taking. It which, really is. Which is what art is all about. So it's beautiful to watch. Oh, man. And uh, some some of these folks, I'm sure it's a brand new experience. Yeah. Now, Grace, what is the challenge when you have to sit down and develop a new program? Mm -hmm. What are the challenges that you face in that? Well, that's interesting. I think when you first sit down to develop a new program, it's really exciting because, you know, you can do all kinds of things. Um, right. So I love brainstorming and coming up with lots of wild ideas. And probably the first challenge I run into is like, oh, I have to pick something <laughs> to, to go with. Um, and the best way to, to make a decision like that is to is to meet with other people and get other perspectives and talk to other stakeholders. And that can help you figure out, like, what's going to be effective, what's going to have interest and, and an impact on the community. Um, so, but firstly, you know, honing in on what you want to really try um, is the first challenge. And then... And then, you know, it's it's logistics, you know, any any kind of organization will tell you you've got to have funding and then you have to have the support to help uh, recruit participants or audiences. You know, those are some of the, the tough things you have to muscle through. Yeah. Now, what else is coming up uh, uh, right around the corner? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm seeing the Young Theater Makers Ensemble. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a whole lot of time left, but I want to know what a young theater maker is. Awesome. So that is an ensemble for high school theater artists. And obviously it's for performers, but it's also for people interested in theater design. And we've got auditions on March 18th and 19th. If uh, there are any high school theater artists out there who are interested in auditioning, they can find information on our website. And we're going to have a spring scene study um, over the co course of four weeks, which is some really intense acting training, and then a summer production this year. Wow. So these theater makers, can mm -hmm. these be fashion, stage, mm -hmm. setting, yeah. lighting? Absolutely. And the idea of an ensemble is that everybody kind of has their hand in, in different things. But, yes, costumes, set, lighting, props, and acting – uh, we want to try to give people uh, access to everything. So if if I'm only interested in, in um, set, yeah. making sets, uh, that's what my daughter was interested in. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is for Come me. Come check it out. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, Grace, thank you so much <laughs> for coming in today. I greatly appreciate it. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. here right now with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. I noticed the name change and I got to ask, what's going on over there? Yeah, Tommy, hi, I am Candace. I moved here from Minnesota to be the new general manager at Sheridan Honda, formerly Valley Motor Honda. 
Look, we're really excited. Our new owner is expanding in Wyoming. We now have a sister store, Yellowstone Motors in Powell. And obviously, we've got a new name, Tommy, but it's the same great team, and we're going to continue to honor the Weber family legacy with a great service you've come to expect. Okay, Sheridan, stop in. Say hi to Candace Crane at Sheridan Honda today. Do you have simple tax returns, but you're still confused on how to prepare them? Cloud Peak Accounting can help. Cloud Peak Accounting will prepare your simple tax return while you wait. Not sure if your tax return qualifies as simple? Just call them to find out, and then set up an appointment to get your taxes done while you wait. Call Cloud Peak Accounting at 307-684-5519. That's 307-684-5519. Or visit them online at cloudpeakcpa.com. Has your home become the proverbial money pit? Everything is going wrong. Things are breaking on the daily. And you can't afford to fix them. Nor do you want to. Let Wire Renovation assist you. They will buy any property in any location, no matter what issues it has. They will get you cash, probably more than you could get anywhere else. And you can walk away and let them bring the property back to life. Learn more at wirerenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Hi, it's Steve Mann. Have you heard the commercials for the Mark Patrick Stop Smoking seminars? And they said only $49.99 and it could work for you. So I thought, that's not even a week's worth of smoking. So I went. And guess what? It did work for me. You know, my friends and family are still amazed. I quit smoking. I didn't have cravings, anxiety, or weight gain. Listen, I don't know how it works, but I know it works because I'm living proof and it's 100% guaranteed. So what do you got to lose? I'll tell you what you got to lose. A very bad habit. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. Become a non-smoker with hypnosis designed to work without anxiety, irritability, or weight gain. For only $49.99, become a non-smoker. That's right. Seminar Friday, March 25th at the Ramada Hotel in Sheridan from 8 to 10 p.m. Registration starts at 7.30. Weight loss seminar starts at 5.30 and stop smoking at 8 p.m. The Transportation Department of Sheridan County School District 2 is currently seeking motivated, knowledgeable professionals to join their team in three separate positions. Part-time bus drivers, a full-time lead mechanic, and an assistant transportation director. These jobs are well-paid and extremely important to the safe transportation of students throughout the district. For more information, visit them online at scsd2.com. That's scsd, the number 2.com. From Jill Bates in the Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP, News Talk 930. K-R-O-E. 